0: To Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world. One child at a time, one day at a time. Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker. Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer of Moms, as we are juggling the many demands on our plate, but we are raising world changers and supporting one another to do that. I am very excited to have the guest for today, Latika Vines, joining us as we are you know, casting vision and looking forward into a new year. Latika Vines is a founder of Visionary Initiatives, LLC, a career development and coaching organization empowering working moms in the government to overcome overwhelm and the feeling of being stuck with a life and career management solution to successfully balance it all as you fulfill the vision that they have created for life and career. Whether you are creating your own work and life balance through operating your own business or mastering it in your corporate job, Latika provides you with tools to navigate and thrive in your life and career as a boss mom. In addition to coaching, Latika is a podcast host of her self-titled show, author of Getting the Career You Want, and I Fear Not Because God Said So, and career development consultant, where she provides government agencies with talent management and workforce development tools to aid in succession planning and employee career advancement. She resides in Maryland with her four children and loving husband. So good to have you, Latika.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And we connected pretty, you know, recently through this pandemic and Facebook. The Minority Christian Women's Network is one of the newer groups that I've been a part of. And we were able to connect in there with, through some of the posts that the incredible, you know, Christian women on there put, a, put out. And so I'm really, really thankful that you reached out so that we can make this happen today.
1: Yes, yes. I was very intrigued when you responded to the post. I was like, who is this person? <laughs>
0: And as we've been talking and getting to know each other, I can, you know, definitely see that you are a boss mom, as your, your bio <laughs> <laughs> says, as you live with four girls, right? Uh, four daughters. Yes. Yeah, that is incredible. And you have, you know, incredible story to share, and we'll get definitely get to that. But yeah, why don't you, in your own words, you know, tell us about yourself?
1: Well, yes, I, um, as you mentioned, I am a lover. I have a passion of career development. So it's been about 15 years now that I have been working um, here in the DC area. So I've been working with and for the federal government and really pulling together resources for government employees to advance in their career. So I've dived into organizational development, succession planning, talent management, all under the umbrella of workforce development, making sure that employees are not left behind, they don't feel stuck, and making sure they have the strategies to advance in their career. And when I was going through my career and having my kids and, and had my fourth and was diagnosed with post depression, that's mm-hmm. when everything kind of hit me. And I was like, how in the world am I going to get all this done? I got four kids. I'm breastfeeding one. I'm potty training the other two, the other one. And then the other two are in elementary school. And then my husband is commuting just as much as I am. But my days are longer than his. And it's ha, what? so I just went crazy. Mm-hmm. I literally went crazy because I was just like, I don't know how to make this work. And so, you know, fortunately, I had a doctor that cared for me and I can be vulnerable with her. For her to see between my eyes and know that something was not right. And for her to say, hey, let's take a timeout. And so she allowed me to take a timeout. So she wrote a note for me to take a timeout from work, which I did. I took two weeks to leave. And she was like, you need to go talk to someone. And you need to figure out what you want to do in your life. And so from that, I was like, okay, God, I'm here. You have my attention. What is it that you need me to do? And he said, okay, you need to get your life together. You need to make sure that you are in alignment with me. And then I want you to go out and I want you to help other women to do the same thing. So since then, it's been two and a half years now that I have been able to help other women like me who feel stuck, have, you know, some regrets like, hey, I am not where I wanted to be in life. And a lot of times that causes us to be unhappy. And then we start, you know, some people say the mom range where we start, you know, yelling at our kids or, you know, being bitter or resentment to, resentful towards our husbands because they're living a life that they want to live while we're sitting back at home taking care of the kids where we can do the same thing. We can literally be boss moms. We can be the boss, the leader of our career. We can be the boss and the leader in our home, but we just have to make sure that we have some type of management solution to be able to balance it all, to blend it all, and to guide us to make sure that we are where we want to be, we're on track, we're focused, but everything doesn't feel like it's going to fall apart. So I am really excited about just, Being that resource to moms, being that coach to moms, being that guide to moms, but really being that friend, you know, that support, because a lot of times it feels like we don't have the support to get through what we're going through. And so I have been blessed to be able to be that support to so many moms in these last two and a half years. And so I'm just grateful for where I am and where I'm going on this journey.
0: It sounds amazing and you know you mentioned support and I'm glad you brought up the you know doctor support the healthcare support that yes. was instrumental in identifying you know the the special season that you were in needing a break needing some additional care and mothering yourself right and nurturing yourself and so I I'm glad you brought that up because I think sometimes we forget that our healthcare providers our doctors our nurse practitioners are there for us for that very purpose to help identify what's going on, help us put put words or labels if we need that to what we're feeling, and then help Mm -hmm. us with a plan to move forward. So that's amazing. And then now, like you said, you went through that journey and now are using it to help others, which is beautiful.
1: Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah,
0: good. So, you know, I like to start off practical with feeding kids. And when you've got, you know, four little ones, a husband, and they're all different ages, you know, what are some of the go-to meals that you have come up with, you know, sheltering in place or through the pandemic or in these recent, you know, months? What do you turn to?
1: Chicken. <laughs> chicken. Anything chicken. Chicken. Because it is something that I know my kids will eat and my husband will eat. And I will eat. So we have a Sam's Club not too far from us. And I absolutely love their chicken nuggets. They have, it's like an all natural chicken breast little nuggets. And so that's what I make for the kids. But the absolute wonderful thing that we did was get a air fryer. And it's not your typical air fryer. It's an emeralds air fryer. So it's kind of like a toaster oven, but it has so many different functions on it. And when you put those chicken nuggets in that air fryer and you select bake, it comes out so juicy. And I'm sitting there. I, by the time it's time to feed them, I didn't have like 15 of them because it's so good.
0: <laughs> you have to be the taste tester, right? <laughs>
1: But that is like the absolute thing that I go to, you know, especially at lunchtime, because the kids only have 30 minutes for lunch, you know, going in and out of class. So that's really what we have for lunch. And so that helps. But then what I do also is on Sundays, I cook at least three meals on Sunday. And again, chicken. So something in chicken, This past Sunday, I did like a spicy chicken for my husband and I. And then I did more of a garlic and herb chicken for the kids. And then I made meatloaf. And so all this week, everyone's had the option to choose what they want for dinner. And so that has been my go-to for, I, I don't know how long, but definitely now during this, that pandemic, every Sunday, I I have not changed that habit since we got into COVID. Every Sunday I'm cooking something and I'm not stressing of cooking every single night because I've already done it on Sunday. So that's really, that has helped us so much.
0: Yeah. Just that little bit of planning ahead, thinking ahead and cooking ahead can make a world of difference. That's great. And the air fryers can do some wonders I hear on vegetables too. Some of oh, my yes. friends, yeah, find that that's the way their kids are actually eating vegetables. <laughs> yes. Put it in the air fryer.
1: Yes. Yes. Put some cauliflower in there and some oil. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's great. Thank you for that. So, you know, as we think about motherhood, you know, did you always want to be a mother?
1: That is such a loaded question. <laughs> you know, and I, as I, think back, I don't think I ever wanted, I I don't think I've ever desired to be a mom, but I truly believe that I was put in a position to be a mom. And what I mean by that is my parents separated when I was 10. And so I had four other brothers and sisters behind me and we were all stair steps. So I had to take care of my brothers and sisters when my father left. And so my mother had to get a second job. So she was a teacher. And so um, she would teach during the day and then, you know, get off like around four o'clock. She would rush home, change her clothes and then go to Safeway because that's where she worked. And so she would be at Safeway till like five until closing. And so thankfully, I lived, we lived with our grandmother, but I had to pick up my brothers and sisters from school. I had to make sure their homework was done. I had to make sure their baths were done. My grandmother made sure that dinner was done. But I had to make sure my brothers and sisters were taken care of. And so they became my kids. And so even now, with them being in their 30s, I still look at them as my kids. <laughs> but I feel like I was put in the position to be a mom or I was prepared to be a mom. But I don't think I ever. Had the desire to be a mom, it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, if I be a mom one day okay that's that's cool like mm-hmm. I'm fine mm-hmm. um, but I never you know sat and and pictured myself having five kids
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: wow, you were thrown in you know as a, yeah. at a young age to mm-hmm. in really ma- way, many ways take on that mothering role, and yeah. so that's um that's quite the training. Um, yes <laughs> that you you know how the job training <laughs> that you had for your younger siblings so It's great that they had you and grandmother I think that multi-generational support is huge especially yes. you know in situations like that yeah mm-hmm. so is motherhood what you thought it would be now that you have four of your own what are their ages
1: oh my goodness their ages are nine seven five and three And motherhood is definitely not what I ever imagined.
0: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Is it ever?
1: (laughs) Right? it's, It's amazing because I actually started off at a very young age. I was 20 years old when I had my first child. And, you know, when I had her, when I was literally giving birth to her, I was just like, wow. This is my child. You know, and my whole perspective of motherhood changed. Whatever that perspective was, it changed. And I was just like, wow, now I have something to live for. I have a legacy now that's going to follow my every move. I need to get myself together. And that that's what motherhood did to me. And then unfortunately, she died from sids 8 months later after she was born. But it was like, wow, even, you know, after she passed, I was like, wow, I am a mother and I need to make sure that I have my ducks in a row because I want to see my child again. So that forced me to make sure I had a relationship with God, make sure that when I got married again, that we had the same moral beliefs that we were on the same page. We had the a, a same foundation. Like it just made me look at life a little bit different when I had Victoria. And so fast forward when I got married again and, and had, you know, the subsequent four kids, I'm still there. Like, okay, this was my life plan. Am I where I need to be? Am I making sure that I create a legacy for them? And not just as far as wealth, I, you know, I want to make sure they have wealth as well, but also what are those morals that I'm teaching them? You know, what are those things that they're going to take with them for life and they're going to carry down to their children? Am I doing that for them? So motherhood has definitely changed my perspective of life. It's nothing like I ever thought it was. Like when we are when I was growing up, we didn't have social media. But we had, you know, uh, we, it was kind of like the beginning stages of social media because we had the different kind of like today we have Match.com and Harmony and things like that. Back in the day, the only thing I could think of is like MySpace and BlackPlanet.com and all this other stuff. So you would see this stuff and people posting things about what life would be. And you're looking at them like, oh, well, that's how life is supposed to be. But then when you're in the thick of it, you're like, that's nothing like what that picture was posting. Like, this, this is hard, <laughs> you know? So it, it, motherhood is definitely not anything that I had ever imagined it to be. But I wouldn't trade any experience, any good or bad day that I've experienced because it all has been a lesson for me. And I'm, I'm just excited. And proud of who I turned out to be because of being a mother.
0: Sounds like motherhood inspired you in ways that you couldn't imagine. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned that you um, you know, one of your children died of SIDS, and and then you had you know postpartum depression later. So you've had some very challenging things to contend with Mm -hmm. around you know infant loss, and then you know postpartum you know challenges. So. You know, I tell us about how you navigated that and came out on the other side.
1: With uh, Victoria, when she passed away, one of the things that I did, I actually took a break from school when I got married at nineteen. So when she died, I went back to school to obtain my bachelor's degree, and so that was the best decision I ever made to. Focus on myself, if that makes sense, but really make sure that I take care of myself. And then when my fourth, with, with um, my four kids now, when I had the last one with Vivian, with her, it was, I had to be vulnerable enough to say, okay, something's not right. And then be vulnerable enough to go to someone and say, okay, something's not right and I need your help. And when I received that help, when I received the support and when I finally was able to open my mouth and tell my husband, honestly, I need your help. That's when things changed. That's how I was able to really thrive from that because he would say, oh, let me help you. I got it. I got it. Don't don't worry cuz I really don't want you to clean my kitchen cuz you you don't know how to clean. I don't want you doing my laundry cuz I've seen you do laundry and you put red and white together. We're not doing that. You know, but I had to learn how to communicate what I needed from him emotionally, physically, spiritually, and also what I needed from the world, meaning mm-hmm. my job, friends, family, you know, all of that, what I needed from them to be able to be okay in this world and really come up with a strategy of how I was going to do it all. So that's how I was able to get through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes as moms, we're afraid to speak up. We're afraid to ask for what we need when we need it and to be specific. And like you said, be vulnerable. So that's amazing that the the challenging most challenging situations kind of guided you into that place and space where you found your voice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. So then as you know our kids are getting older and you know we've had to kind of contend with some major things you know since 2020 and race, relations, and situations on the news all the time, social media that you mentioned. Um, With all that's going on in the world right now, you know, how are you talking to your children about race, about empathy, about treating one another, you know, with love?
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm grateful that we are, we have a foundation where we teach our kids to love. So even in a world where not everybody is loving each other, my kids know that they need to love their neighbor. And it's one of the things that I absolutely love is YouTube. Because when I can't articulate something at their level, I can find a Bible story or some type of, you know, relatable video on YouTube or Amazon Prime to Share what I'm trying to say <laughs> to my kids. And so we actually are watching daily Bible studies that reiterate what that Christ like love is, you know, what it is to have that foundation so that you can, when something happens, show love, you know, to someone. You can still, you know, speak up, use your voice for, you know, something, but it's, we still need to show love. And so, That has been one of the the blessings of being home is that if something happens, we can immediately sit down and talk about it. Whereas if we were not in this pandemic, it would be probably till the weekend before we're able to talk about a subject. But then by the time we talk about it, the kids forgot it. So this time has been such a blessing to be with our kids and Make sure that, that Big C is going off, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it's it's this time has been incredible for us to sit down and talk about the things that has been going on. But I will say that this summer I had found some African-American history classes. A, a few uh, tutoring sites were offering these free classes. And so I signed up for all of them and I sat down with my kids and we watched these history classes. Now, some people may think it's a little too much for maybe, you know, a three and a five and a seven and a nine year old, but I wanted them to know the real deal. I wanted them to know what history was like and then what's happening today. I wanted them to know that there are people in this world that are not thinking the way that this person is thinking, you know, there are loving people in the world. We got really, we had a really good conversation about Abraham Lincoln, you know, and the proclamation and just all that he did for America, you know, as a president. And my kids were just like, wow, he did all of that. Or he was a part of all of this. And like, yeah, You know, there are some people and we used him, we use him as an example all the time. But there are people like Abraham Lincoln who want to make sure that people, all people are treated equal, that everybody is loving, you know. And I told him, I said that everybody knows the Bible because Abraham Lincoln was quoting Bible scriptures as the president, you know, so Everybody knows that we are supposed to show love, but it's up to us to be able to show that love and 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 be sensitive to others, show that empathy to others. So it has been amazing to be home, to share these messages with the kids and for them to understand it. And it's been an eye opener to them because now I see them saying, mommy, that brown person over there Said hello to me, and I said hello to them too. Or mommy, I just saw they um a cop. We call them cops. We just saw a cop over there, and he was a white man, and he came and he wanted to give me a hug, and I said yes, that's awesome, you know, because I my whole entire family are cops, you know. So I'm like, there are some good cops, there are some bad cops, but when you see a good cop, you make sure you praise that cop and. You know, just give them the respect that they need. And so when they saw the cop, they were just like, hi, how are you, police officer? You know, just so excited to see him. And so, you know, I tell them there are some good people, there's some bad people. But when you see the good people and you see the good in them, you go, you respect them, you praise them, you love them. And and you be with them because they might be going through something right now. So uh, my kids have truly... I would say benefited from being home, even though there's craziness going on in the world right now, they benefited being home because I was able to teach them so much just in in these past, what, six months, you know, so I truly Mm -hmm. feel blessed that I've been able to share with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do mention some silver linings and all that has been going on and all the challenges with the pandemic, with, you know, the racial unrest that's been going on, Some several linings have been the time that we're getting to spend with our families, the time that we're getting to spend with our children that we otherwise wouldn't get to spend with them, as you said. And you bring up the teachable moments, you know, that because we can be with our children and really be, be present with them, we can hear what they're talking about. We can hear the questions they're asking. We can see the struggles that they're going through and like you said we don't have to wait right. till the weekend you know we can really take advantage of that teachable moment when they're ripe and ready in order to to address it and to really you know help them work through it so that's mm-hmm. great that's great thank you for that
1: yeah it's been a blessing
0: yeah yeah so then to you know touch bases again on the practical you know food questions you know what are some of the the quarantine snacks or the you know uh, the snacks that you've been leaning on and are there some healthy ones that you can can share with the audience
1: so i would say it's been a mix <laughs> my kids love chips and popcorn so that is a staple in our home but my kids love cauliflower so you know you wouldn't think the kids would but they love it so Speaking of that air fryer, I pop it in the air fryer and it's good. So I let them have, have bowls and bowls of cauliflower. Go right ahead. Just, just take it. So they do that. And my two young they're really big on bananas and carrots. Mm-hmm. So they are bananas and carrots. And then we eat a lot of tangerines.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it's kind of crazy because my, I have three kids who, Take vitamins. They take multivitamins, and then the one, the five-year-old, doesn't want to take the multivitamin. But if you put six oranges in front of her, she'll eat all six of them. She'll get her so vitamin I'm like, C. You know what? You go ahead and you'll eat your oranges. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you, you'll get you're getting something, and your bananas, right. and some yogurt. Just go ahead. That's right. <laughs> um, but that's been working for us, yeah. um, thus far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the crunch of, you know, yeah, the chips and the popcorn, you know, can certainly, you know, be, be satisfying. And then, you know, if you can balance it with the crunch mm-hmm. of the carrots and, you know, the cauliflower, right. that you can satisfy those, you know, similar yeah. textures and tastes. And it's great that you're starting at a young age, right. With the younger you introduce the fruits, the vegetables and snacking on those things, the more likely yeah. they are to just see it as the way we do it and, you know, lean towards that instead of the less healthy options. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I see you as a mom changing the world, you know, using your voice in so many incredible ways as an entrepreneur, as a career specialist, and, and as a coach, as an author, you have a couple of books. Tell me about, you know, how you create balance and find joy in all that you are juggling.
1: That's a good question. So for me, the balance really comes from having a plan and it's, I I can't even explain how important it is to have a plan. So I have a productivity hour every single week, mainly on Saturday mornings. I get up before everybody is up and I plan out my upcoming week and. I tell you it has truly allowed me to be able to balance it all to really manage it all and that is why I teach moms how to have a management solution you know in balancing it all because you you have to manage it all and so for me I literally take out I have a designated notebook for a to-do list and then I have my calendar which is an actual planner, a hard copy planner. And from my to-do list, I literally strategize what needs to be done the next week. Do I need to call MVA? Do I need to do hair, somebody's hair, including mine? Do I need to make a doctor's appointment? You know, what do I need to cook for the upcoming week? What needs to be done, you know, around the house? Laundry, cleaning, what needs to be cleaned? because I do zone cleaning. And so what what does that entail? And then for business, what do I need to do? Do I need to send emails out? Do I need to, you know, make sure that my podcast has X, Y and Z? Do I, you know, so I really dig deep into what do I need to do for the upcoming week? How am I going to plan it and then put it in my calendar? So I have my hard copy planner and then I also have my Google planner. And so my husband and I, we have a Google email address. And so anything related to the family, I put it in our Google calendar. So he gets it. And then my older two daughters, they have a Google Chromebook. They get it. They get an alert when something needs to be done around the house because they're on their Google Chromebooks pretty much all day. So that has been working for us. And I also have a kitchen command center. And this kitchen command center has our calendar, important information for our home. and also has organization as far as like, you know, what are we doing with the mail, the kids' lunch boxes, which haven't been used (laughs) since March. But all of that stuff is right there in our kitchen command center for everybody to see everybody to see it for everybody to know what is happening in the family this week and so forth. That is how I'm able to manage it all and not feel like I'm going crazy. And it has worked. I have been doing this for two years. And I mean I I even color code our calendar in the kitchen command center so that everybody knows what's happening, when it's happening, what time it's happening where it's happening like everybody knows and so and it's so funny because this afternoon my husband went to go help one of his friends and my nine-year-old came downstairs like daddy where, what are you doing uh, I'm going to go help somebody mm. well you're not scheduled with helping nobody don't you have <laughs> work to do you don't get off <laughs> of work till six o'clock And he's like, wait a minute, you are not my wife. This is my wife over here, as he's pointing (laughs) to me. Who are you? And she's just like, well, I mean, it's not like you put it on a calendar. It's not like you told us. But everybody knows the schedule. And we have these routines. We we have the schedule. So everybody knows. No one has any surprises. And so it just helps to make sure that we can manage it. And it's a family affair. It's a family affair. So that's really how I'm able to manage, blend, balance, harmonize, integrate all of the things that I am doing. The other thing I will add is that I have a time out. I have a time out. I am for my job, my nine to five. I don't work every single day. And for my business, I don't work every single day. You know, so I have a time out. There are days that I'm not doing anything related to work, business, podcasts, or anything. And those days are for me. And I've done that for years. And pre-COVID, I had a blast because you would see me at the coffee shop. I'll be getting (laughs) my nails done. I'll be getting my eyebrows waxed. I'm just doing everything for myself. So now that we're in COVID, I'm still doing those things, but just at home. But I truly believe in taking a time out and having those days or those hours just for myself. And that helps me as well to balance it all.
0: Yeah. You mentioned so many great things. And I think especially when you have multiple children, multiple you know job responsibilities, and you, like you said, have to coordinate yeah. it all. I love that you have a plan, you have systems, you know, that you've created for your family, and then you're able to share them, you know, with moms, a calendar, you know, writing things out, you know, sounds like the old fashioned way. I think sometimes we forget (laughs) that, you know, you can, you don't have, you know, necessarily have to only have, you know, the Google calendar, which is nice, but sometimes, right. I'm a kind of write it out to kind of a person that it helps if I can write it in my own hand and you get the color coded Mm -hmm. systems on there. So like you said, even your children are aware and yes. they know what to expect and children need predictability they need routines they need structure so that they can yes. feel secure and safe and know what what's going to come next know what's you know what, what's expected of them and others in their home so that is incredible you mentioned a command center having a place designated place you know for things so that everybody knows where to look how to find it how to get it and then rest i'm so glad you you know, talked about that timeout because mm-hmm. we our bodies need rest. We need it on a daily basis. We need the timeout. You know, on a, a weekly basis, we need it for our rejuvenation. You know, and so those ideas are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, at the start of a new year, it's nice to be able to look at some of what we've been doing and evaluate, take stock. You know, what of what we've been doing has worked what have we liked? And we've all had to make some major adjustments to our our lives. Right. And then what could work better? You know, this is, it's a great time, you know, end of the year or beginning of a new year to really take stock of that. And so I think this is a great time to look at our family systems and make some tweaks, some adjustments, some overhauls where it needs to be overhauled so that as a family moving into, you know, the new normal, right, we can... We can have some some things that we can count on and some things that give us structure and guidance day right. by day, week by week, month by month. Yeah. And then, you know, at, speaking of your- Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of your mom coaching business, you know, visionary initiatives, tell us a little bit, you know, as we look forward, you know, I think 2020 for many people was a year of vision, right? Uh, We, you know, that, that 2020 vision kind of overlapped with the year 2020 at the beginning. And there were so, there was so much like promise, there were so many plans and then COVID happened. And I think the year happened in such a way that we could not have predicted or planned, but it did give us clarity right. and vision in some very important ways. I know for myself, we were all kind of forced to slow down and to really look at what is important in our lives, what is important for our families. And so can you help us as we are looking forward, where there's still some questions and some unknowns? How can we, you know, create a vision for this next season of our lives?
1: Absolutely. Such a great question. One of the things to do first is just to figure out who you are. You know, who are you not just today and not just next year, but who are you three years from now? Who are you five years from now? You know, what is that self-reflection of what you want to do? Where do you want to be? and write it down. <laughs> you write it down. Um, because as you mentioned earlier, when you write things down, it's, it's something that just clicks in you. You know, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Or no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, so it's so important that you can really have a self discovery session with yourself. Who who am I? What what am I doing? What What do I really like? Do I really like the color blue or do I really like the color purple? You know, and and that might be a a very simple question, but it's a loaded question when you're trying to figure out where you want to go. You know, because when you think about vision, vision is the future. You know, and so when you have that time to yourself and ask those very vulnerable, very honest, thought-provoking questions. It will help you to determine, okay, what is this vision that I have for my life And then once you do that self-awareness that self-discovery, it is literally how do I work smarter? How do I work smarter and not harder? you know so in in life, what am I doing to make sure that I'm blending it all my career and my life? you know how am I able? to work it, life it, and self it? How am I able to do that and do it in a smart way? And then what is that strategy? What is that plan that I can implement to be able to blend it all, to be able to manage it all, to be able to coordinate it all? And that is, I believe, how we can see what the vision is and then act upon that vision and and I actually call that the boss mom foundation you know when you have a foundation you understand where you are going and i say it this way that if you ever look at a juggler a juggler has its two feet planted on the ground and then When they are juggling three or more items, if you ever pay attention to them, their lower half of their body does not move. Their core is so tight that only the only thing that's moving, the only body part are their arms as they're juggling things up and down, up and down and catching it all. You don't see them moving left and right to catch They are planted firmly on the ground. And I believe as working mothers, we have to be planted firmly on the ground. And when we have a vision for our life that is planted in a foundation, we can juggle the things that are going on without having to bend over and catch things because we have already done the work, already done the foundational work to make sure that we can balance it all. So I I truly believe making sure that we have a foundation will set us up for that vision that we have for our life.
0: That is so great because having a solid foundation means, like you said, you're not as easily shaken, right? You're not as easily thrown off course and you know where you're planted. And that, you know, reminds me of an African Mm -hmm. proverb that I was looking at that I'd love to share right now. It says maize bears fruit once and dies because it is not rooted into the ground. Again, that's maize or corn, you know, Mm. bears fruit once and dies because it is not rooted in the ground. So, you know, the meaning behind that is, you know, you can't really get to the top or you can't get far. You can't keep going and stay prosperous without a good foundation. And so that's, you know, you, yes. you, you know, explain that so well as we, you know, look forward to how we're going to navigate. And I think, you know, one question that people have to kind of sort through is, you know, do we really want to go back to the old way, right? Bef- like the pre COVID way. And I know many of us in many ways are wanting some of the stability and predictability that that provided. But there were also some, some really, broken things about how we're treating the environment, how we were treating each other, how we were, what we were taking for granted. And so I think moving forward, it's critical to really evaluate, you know, what new possibilities can be. How can things be really be better than they were before? because it would be such a tragedy for us to have gone through all of this and not learned what we needed to learn or not gained what we needed to gain and find ourselves right back in the same spot because we didn't make the adjustments to our foundation and to our you know, systems in order to prevent this.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely agree.
0: Yeah. So as we're winding down, Give us some, you know, advice that you would have, you know, say there's a mother who's struggling right now and many, you know, many of us are struggling or have struggled, you know, in, in the last you know, year or so with all the things that are going on. What advice would you give, you know, to a mom that, that might be struggling, you know, whether it, you know, it's related to some of the things we've talked about, you know, before with maybe even having lost a child or maybe going through a major health issue or uh, a mental health issue. What would you say to that mom who needs, you know, that encouragement right now?
1: To take a time out. To take a time out. To step away for a moment and take yourself out of what, is, what the situation is and just take a time out. Because a lot of times we react emotionally to situations. And so that could be literally the kids are screaming at you while you're trying to give a presentation on Webex literally and and they haven't seen you all day but the moment you get on camera that's when they want to go ballistic <laughs> and you want to kill somebody take a time out and truly step away and understand I'm going to have my highs. I'm going to have my lows all in the same day. And it is okay. It is okay to have those high and low moments, but it's what do you do in those high and low moments? So when you are having those moments that are not too high and are low, 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 take a step away, reevaluate, take yourself out of it and come back. Once you have calmed yourself down, you know, and whatever that means to you, a glass of water, a coffee, some tea, some music for five minutes to calm you down, a step outside. I'm, you can ask my neighbors, I'm famous for stepping outside on my porch and sitting down so that I can at least have five minutes to gather myself together before I go back in the house you know, so I truly, truly encourage any mom right now who is having, who's experiencing those highs and lows throughout the day, take a step away, calm yourself down, get your nerves together and come back into the situation, whatever it may be, renewed, refreshed, even it's just for five minutes, but just really be sure that You're now being proactive with your response and you're not reacting because a lot of times when we react in an emotional way, then it comes to guilt. I shouldn't have yelled at my kids. I shouldn't have disciplined my kids. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. But if we just take ourselves away from it and then come back, we're better off better. And our kids are better. And our husbands are better. When we've gathered our thoughts, gotten some fresh air and come back to the situation.
0: Those are great words to end on that we all need a break. We all need a timeout. And sometimes the best thing that you can do rather than react is to step away. And even if it's just for a couple of minutes, five minutes, you know, 10 minutes or more, you know, if we need, if you need that half hour, hour, take it because like you said, everybody will be so much better for it because you took that, that time off and that time out Mm -hmm. to, to gather yourself. Yeah, that's great. Latika, thank you so much for talking today. And tell us how we can get a hold of you if we you, you want to find out more about any of the exciting things that you're a part of.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And I truly, truly, truly love what you are doing and your mission with this podcast. And I wish you nothing but blessing as you continue on. And for anyone who is interested in getting in contact with me, I'm available on social media, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Visionary Initiatives. And also you can check out the website at www.visionary-initiatives.com.
0: Wonderful. Thanks again.
1: Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.